couple years down the road, you're uh, you're up uh, a little later than normal on a Saturday. You were out the night before. You went and did a, a show, hung out with some friends, stayed at, stayed at the bar a little longer than you normally probably would, you know. You had a really good night. It was a lot of fun, catching up with old pals. You wake up, it's closer to noon than you'd like it to be, you know. Be, fuck it. You don't have a lot going on today. You're just going to hang out. Nice, uh, nice Saturday at home. Gonna hang out, you make yourself some breakfast, brunch, lunch, whatever you want to call it. Hang out for a little while, you watch a little bit of television, decide you want to get out of the house. So you uh take a trip, you go for like a little 15 minute jaunt, a little walk in your neighborhood, you know. Okay. And you see, uh, you come you come across like this, a store that you hadn't, you don't recognize it. It's like a, like a, in like a little strip mall that, uh, like it's, it looks pretty abandoned, honestly, uh, and probably has been for a while. But there's a, a new, a new store in there, and you had never seen it before. It's called uh, Penelope's Thrifts. Penelope's Grits. Thrifts. It's a thrift, a thrift, thrift, yeah. not grits. Not grits. Okay. Although they they do they don't advertise it in the sign, but they do actually sell grits at the store. Good. Okay. If you come in on a Sunday and Mama Pearl is working, you're gonna walk out of there with a five ninety nine alarm clock and a styrofoam bowl full of grits. Donations accepted. So you uh. <clears throat> There's no grits right now. It's not a Sunday. But you decide, like, huh, this is this is weird. You, are you like normally a thrifting person? Do you do you like doing that kind of thing? Uh, sometimes, yeah, but it makes my hands feel dirty. Absolutely, it does. It makes one hundred percent sense. But for some grits, I'd do it. Yeah. Well, you should have come on a Sunday, but you're not. You're there on a fucking Saturday. Awesome. Saturday afternoon. You, uh, you see the sign and you ask somebody at the counter, you're like, do you guys really like give away grits? And you see Mama Pearl walk out from the back. She's wearing a fucking chef's hat. Fucking mm. tall one, dude. It's like three feet tall. She said, did somebody say grits? The hat's three feet tall or she's three feet tall? Well, the hat is three feet tall. Okay. It's a very tall, stiff, starched white hat. Cool. Like a chef's, like a, like a chef's hat. Serious. So she uh, she kind of waves at you, you know. This isn't the first time people have asked about the grits. You know. She goes, uh, yeah, we'll be serving tomorrow uh, around noon. So why is she wearing the hat today? She's not making grits today. She says, I got a lot of prep to do. Oh, makes sense. You're kind of like, that's kind of weird that there's like a prep kitchen in the back of this thrift store, but whatever, you know, no big deal. Reuse the space. You're looking around, you're like, yeah, you, you don't have a whole lot going on. You're just going to hang out. May as well just wander around this thrift store. So you kind of wander around. You uh, you pass through, like, the clothing section, you know. Scan through the aisles. Nothing really catches your eye. 
you almost buy there's like one t-shirt there that you almost buy it's a uh, it's the uh scooby like scooby-doo you know and he's just he's just giving you the finger and it just says fuck you uh, you almost buy that why don't i buy it uh just, you know, it wasn't your size but uh it's one of those things that kind of haunts you for a while you know just a, just a great regret Mm. You kind of wander through there. You uh, skim past like the the books, you know the the, the multimedia books, music, DVDs, CDs, cassettes, eight tracks, vinyl, all of it. Got everything. Yeah. Find a laser disc for the movie The Cutting Edge. But I don't have a laser disc player. Exactly. So you put it back. Anyway, it's like you're kind of walking around. They got some cool stuff. You go through the kitchen department. You know, they got all the uh, all the appliances. Just how many how many toasters do you need? Is it eight? Eight they can, to- Yeah. They they can fit. They can fit that. They've got that. Just so many toasters. There's a ton of like kitchen electronics. You look through like the dishware, and you do find like one thing that you like. It's like a, it's like an ice, like a like an ice blue coffee mug. You're just kind of like walking, you know, picking up stuff, and you pick up this coffee mug, and it just like, it just like fits into your hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, as opposed to other coffee mugs. Yeah. Well, specifically this one. You know how like an action figure had like if it had like a like a gun or something, it would just like there was just a hole there. That was big enough to fit the piece. It just falls into place. That's exactly what happens with this coffee mug in your hand. You kind of hold it and you're like, huh, it's kind of nice. You look at it, it's 99 cents. You found a dollar on the ground. Meant to be. Sure, I'll support a local business. Hello, new coffee mug. You belong to me. You say that. Mama Pearl looks at the kitchen and she says, you get all kinds here. She goes back to prep work. You uh, you go to check out, give the dollar to the, to the lady at the counter. Say, thank you. I'll be back for some grits. And she says, tomorrow at noon. You make a note of it in your phone. You walk out the door. New coffee mug in hand. think uh on your walk back you think yeah maybe i'll maybe we'll have an afternoon cup of coffee maybe i'll try to uh, try to get some writing done or something you know maybe what let's you go back home you admire the color of of the mug itself when you look at it it makes you feel like you're 10 years yeah back when i drank coffee no not so much when you drank coffee when when you were ten years old, you uh you had like a like a neighbor, like somebody in your neighborhood that you were like friends with, you know? That you, you made friends over the summer when you were ten years old. It just turned out that like the two of you guys just bumped into each other and you didn't realize you lived so close together and you know, just kinda became friends. Her name was Margaret stoneware 
and uh, Margaret lived just like a couple blocks away from you. Uh, your dad actually like knew her dad. Wow, and we didn't meet until we were ten. I mean, you like you like knew about her, you know. You like, knew who she was, obviously, but she she didn't like grow grow up down the moved in. You didn't really realize that you know you guys were that close. So you just like randomly kind of bumped into her one night walking around, and uh, you guys just became really great friends. And your favorite thing to do that summer was just sit in the front yard with your backs on the grass, just talking about life. It was like we're really connected with in that kind of way. And uh, you just remember, like, you look up at this, at, you look at this mug, and it's the exact same shade of blue as that sky. The smile comes across your face. You smile the whole way. You get back. You uh, make yourself some coffee. How do you take your coffee? Uh, just a little bit of oat milk, just a splash. You uh, make your coffee, just a splash of oat, just the right amount. You blow on it a little, cool it off after it sits for a second, and you pretty much stand in your kitchen and drink this cup of coffee in complete silence. Just thinking about your friend. I'm like, wow, what a great memory that was. And you stand there and it takes like, you know, 20 minutes. You're just kind of standing there. You get to the bottom of the mug. And honestly, it's the best cup of coffee you've had in years, right? You can't like remember enjoying a cup of coffee this much in a long time. Did I wash the mug before I drank the yeah. coffee out of it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. So you finish the you finish the uh, the cup of coffee, and you go to put it in the kitchen sink. And you kind of stop for a second. Mug is a set of eyes looking up at you, and. Uh, you hear a voice come from the mug and says, Hey there. Who are you? Hey. Wait, what the fuck are you doing in my coffee mug? He goes, uh, I live in this here mug. This is my mug. Well, I bought it for 99 cents. You gotta move. He goes, I'm afraid I can't do that. I'm stuck in here for the long haul. How did you get there? Says, uh, a bad man put me here long time ago. Why'd he do that? He says, let's just say that I wasn't perfect. Like, you look at the face, and they kind of like the eyes, like, sort of like. Like it's like a, it's like a full face in the bottom of the mug now, and the eyes like sort of are almost tearing up. You can see that like the water that's in the bottom of the mug like kind of forms, like it sort of streams down at the corners of the the eyes. He says, "It's not fair what they did to me. 
was, uh, like I said, I wasn't always a perfect man, but I, this is certainly far beyond anything I, you know, anything I'm yielding out to this. Goes, but I'm stuck in this coffee mug. That's my life. Uh, what are you going to do? He was, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, nice to meet you. He goes, my name's, it's Muggsy. Muggsy. Now, was it Muggsy before you became part of the mug? The eyes sort of dart off and look to the side. He says, I don't even remember who I was before the mug. But you remember you weren't perfect. He says, eyes like look back at you again. They kind of widen a little bit. He says, I know I wasn't perfect. So, Muggsy basically is like a Muggsy. Uh, it's, it's a mug that has the, the soul of a man trapped inside of it. He uh, can't escape. The mug cannot be broken. We uh, give it a shot, but it's not going to happen. So you put the the mug in the sink, right? Yeah. Wash it out. Dry it. Put it in the cupboard. Next morning. It's it's the thing that you think about all day long. Yeah, I got a fucking man in my mug. Next morning comes along. You want that cup of coffee. You open the cupboard and you see that sky blue mug staring at you. I mean, not literally. But maybe, but not. Do you grab it? Yeah, what the heck? So you uh, you grab the mug and pull it out. It gets like underneath the fluorescent light. And you look down at the bottom and you see those eyes kind of squint. And he goes, oh, right out here. He goes, so we're back for round two, huh? Yeah, I got to drink coffee somehow. He was a lot of mugs in there. But you're curious. Maybe I just like this one. It fits well in my hand. He, uh, he kind of laughs. He goes, it fits well in everybody's hand. Oh, shit. That's the secret of the mug. He goes, so what are we having today? He goes, was that a little oat milk I tasted yesterday? Yeah, that's my style. He, he, uh, you see, like, the outline of, like, a tongue come out of his mouth and, like, like his lips like a cartoon. And he goes, that's uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. He goes, all right. Here we go. Bottoms up. <laughs> you make the coffee. Just a splash of oatmeal. You finish the cup. And you go to put it in the sink. And Muggsy looks at you and he goes, so uh, this doesn't freak you out too much. Yeah, well, I guess not, as long as you don't bother me too much. He goes, I'm not going to bother you at all. He goes, in fact, I can help you. What are you going to do for me? He You're says, in a mug. Uh, he says, I'm in a mug for sure. That is not a lie. He goes, but for your sustained friendship and continuance 
to use me. In the, and, uh, you know, using that oat milk doesn't hurt anything either. He goes, I can tell you exactly where anyone in the world is right now. Mm. How does that help me? He kind of like raises his eyebrows. He's like, I can't tell you what to do with it, but I'm just offering you my services in exchange for your friendship. Okay. He says, anyone right now. Get me there? Am I going to go there? Or do I have to transport myself? He says, uh, all I know is I show you and then I wake up in the cover the next day. Is what happens after I show you where they are? I don't know. I black out. I uh, don't see what happens. I don't know. Okay. So you do this a lot for people? It was once, it seems. Yeah. And yet you ended up in a thrift store. He says... Every tool eventually breaks down or outgrows its usefulness. All right. So you're going to show me where someone is? You see, uh, you see the eyes get really wide. And he goes, who? Mm. He says, they got to be living. They got to be on earth. They got to be real. That's it. Okay. Gonna think about it. I uh, I want to know where uh, my first kiss is. He uh, he says, "Look into my eyes." <laughs> his eyes get real wide, and like the uh, like his pupils sort of like swirl, and it's like a like creamer through coffee just sort of swirling and your uh your first kiss you see like you look into his eyes and you just sort of almost fall into them right and you're standing out front of a a nice three bedroom like suburb house in Des Moines Island. You uh, kind of stand there on the road for a second. You feel the heat on your feet. You look down. You're not wearing any fucking shoes. Oh, you kind of like hop into the grass. Feels good for a second. You look uh, and you can see into the, like the the house has like a really like wide picture window, and you look in and you see uh see a man uh, you see a man there and his uh, presumably his wife there are two kids they're uh, they're in the in the living room watching television he's on the couch he's got his arm around his wife he's patting his daughter's head what do you do Oh, he moved on. Can't believe I mean, he moved on. I mean, I guess. You'd have to ask him. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it. <laughs> I thought what that kid's meant something. 
I, I knock on the front door. So you go to the, you think like that motherfucker. Yeah. I thought that kiss meant something. You yeah. walk to the front door, you knock. You hear, uh, just a second. Is it and his wife or is it him? It's, it's him. Okay. You see him open the front door and he's standing there. He's wearing like, uh, blue jeans and then just a fucking t-shirt. Mm, what color? Smell is, uh, it is dark green, like a forest. That's my favorite color. You see that and you think, oh, you're right. The smell of a cinnamon rolls baking sort of rolls out at you. And he stands there and he goes, Emily? Yeah, it's me, Jason. And you hear from the other room, you hear, Jason, who is it? <laughs> and he like turns around, he goes, that's an old friend. He goes, I'll be right back. And he steps out and he, uh, he closes the door behind him. He's like, what are you, what are you doing here? I had to see you. He's like, God, it's been how long? It's been like years. At least 30. He's like, what, what brought this on? I have, I like, this, this is, what are you doing? I have a wife. I have kids. How am I supposed to explain this? Tell him I'm a door to door salesman. I'm selling you a vacuum. He goes, I already fucking told you. We were, I already told my wife we were fucking friends. I, you're friends with the vacuum salesperson. He goes, my wife knows that I hate to clean. She knows that. I'm not going to be friends with the vacuum salesman. Well, and I don't care like, what you tell your wife. He goes, well, I do. He goes, look, it never worked out between the two of us, okay? Why That's don't you? Why not? He goes, I was young. I was very young. We were both young. Sometimes lives just go in, in two different directions, baby. <laughs> it was mine. Let me hear. My wife, <laughs> my wife, uh, Darlene, and our two beautiful daughters. That's a terrible name. Gloria and <laughs> Gloria. <laughs> That's my wife's maiden name. Her name is Darlene Gloria. Named your daughter that? He he looks uh he looks at you goes, She's a wonderful woman. Are you happy? He kind of stops. It's like a lump in his throat. He uh he rests his hand against the door, kind of leans back on it. He says I'm not unhappy. Tell me you don't think of me. His bottom lip quivers as a soft breeze blows by. And he looks at you and he says, there are some nights I just lie awake and I think to myself, 
What if? We knew it. Like any kiss measures up to the first kiss, kiss that we had. He uh, he leans in and he says, "Fuck it." And he like leans in and he kisses you on the lips. And uh, at that moment, Darlene, uh, <laughs> Darlene Gloria, steps up and she goes. Whoa, 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 what the fuck? And you see, you like, you like recoil immediately, obviously, you know? Uh, and, and Darlene's like, who the fuck is this? And he, he goes, uh, 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 we were old friends. And he, like, he's like, just like flop sweat immediately, you know what I mean? He's just so nervous right away. And she says, she says to him, she goes, you told me this shit wouldn't happen again. And then she starts screaming, like, you told me. And she's like screaming, like screaming. You told me. And she just turns around and she like walks back into the kitchen. He uh, he looks at you and he goes, what the fuck? And then he just turns around and, and follows her inside. You going to do me like that? He's running after his wife. He leaves the door open to his house. Would you follow him? Yeah, I need an answer. What you can't just kiss me and walk away. Not not again. That's what you yell as you pass Gloria and Gloria. They're both sitting on the couch watching uh, cops on TV. They're like six and seven years old, and they're just watching some like like guy who's on meth just get his face kicked in by the cops. It's pretty brutal. It's called. Uh, it's a new version of cops called Cops Encore, <laughs> and their tagline is cops but it hurts more. <laughs> and uh, so you like follow them into the kitchen and they're like clearly yelling and you go, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you can't just kiss me and walk away. And Darlene just like turns and she just screams like, who the fuck are you? Just yells it at the top of her lung. I'm the love of his life. Darlene, That's who I am. Darlene is uh, a tear streaming down her face. She uh, takes a step towards you. She she grabs a kitchen knife off the counter and she stabs you in the heart, <laughs> right in the heart, <laughs> just like straight into the heart. You uh, you like you like weren't expecting her to react so poorly, but she stabbed you, and it was a direct hit, dude. And so you crumble to the ground, uh, the knife in your chest, and Darlene just wails, you know. And uh, the kids come in and they're like, "Mommy, mommy!" And you just like the last thing you remember hearing is just the scream. Little Gloria, and smell cinnamon rolls in the air, and then you fucking died. Again, <laughs> you died on a kitchen floor in, in Des Moines. <laughs> Is that how you wanted to go? Actually, yes. Oh, all right. <laughs>